2.0. Brittany 2.0 in the character study aspect of things here today. Uh, it's part two of Brittany's character study. Uh, yes, we're doing it again, just like they did on the show. Brittany got two episodes in the choir room here. Brittany is also getting two episodes where today we are going to talk through Brittany S. Pierce and her story on Glee from seasons four through five, through six, and uh, wrap everything up here, talking about the story of Britney, and of course, later on, talking about all of the remaining songs on her countdown. Very excited to get back into everything with Britney. Of course, alongside my co-host, Aman. Aman, how you doing? It's Britney, bitch. Again. Again. Whoa! We said again <laughs> at the same time. I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Back, back, back again. I'm really excited. Uh, we love Britney. Season four, Britney's great, Britney. And damn, like, that's kind of it after this. Damn, that, that happened so fast. What do you mean? Like, just in general talking about Britney? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, her, like, her character is just, because she's not really around that much in season five. Yeah. And then season six, she's around. But, you know, the, the biggest thing in season six is the marriage. So it's kind of after that, it's just like, after season four is over, it's just like, a zip to the end. Yeah, you know? it's it's like, you know, some of these other characters, like the Arties and Tinas, and who else has gotten three parts? Uh, Mercedes and Sam. Like, those characters, either, you know, Artie and Tina, like, being in all six seasons, and they have a little bit to talk about from each season. So, you know, it makes it made sense to do that one in three parts. Plus, they had a lot more songs. Uh, I think that's also a big factor in Britney only being a two-parter here. The fact that she only had, you know, under 20 songs, and that's pretty easy to breeze through. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, this, there's not much happening in season one with her. You, we got through that in two seconds. And then season five, it's like three episodes that she's essentially in. Other than that, it's just seasons four and six that we're about to be talking about today. So, um, you know, luckily they got in the good stuff while they did, you know, with with especially starting with season four, like we're going to today. Um, plenty of great stuff to talk about and, you know, why she's considered one of the best characters from the show. But, yeah, it's uh, strange the layout of where everything came in. Definitely strange. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like. She's definitely a character that they realized what good they got as the series progressed. And season four was just the breakout role for her, but it was also her senior year. So I guess this is how to kind of how the cookie crumbled. And then Heather Morris decided to go ahead and get pregnant. How dare she? Yeah. How dare she try to be a mom? And that just kind of ruined everything from then on out. <laughs> The, uh, the classic uh, ruining everything by getting pregnant. You just hate to see it. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, we uh, we made it work here. Season four, let's get right on into it. We're going to obviously kick things off where we left off at the end of season three. All of Britney's friends have gone on to graduate, including her amazing girlfriend, uh, Santana Lopez, is off now at college. And uh, we're going to see pretty early on how the things are doing between the two of them. So season four, we are getting a lot more Britney, and we're very excited about it, uh, as we're going to see throughout the entire season. Britney is back, senior year, 
just trying to get in on the competition to be the new Rachel, but obviously not going to end up happening. Uh, as much as that would have been a lot of fun, uh, Blaine is going to end up getting the spot there. But Brittany is determined. She wants to remain the vice Rachel of the club. Maybe she can, you know, still stick around for the important decision making. She wants to be a big player in things here. She's the head Cheerio coming into the season because she's now, you know, the, the most senior member of the Cheerios. Uh, she's a senior class president. At least, you know, she was last year and she wants to be it again this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, just as far as personal life goes, she's missing Santana. Life got really hard after she left. So uh, she's been struggling with her personal life, with school and everything, because she can't focus. She misses Santana a lot. And who could blame her? Uh, Sue's going to call Brittany to her office early on in the season, talking about how it's a new year and you're still doing terrible in your classes. You literally drew a picture on your math test and handed it in. You're keeping the Cheerios grades down and I can't keep you on the team. And that's going to upset her, as you can imagine. So she goes home and uh, she's going to Skype with Santana to have a very quick chat because Santana's so busy. She's off at college, living co- the college life. Any but any of us who have ever had a friend who went off to college before we did can attest to like, it's not the easiest to remain in communication with those people. They're, they're busy. They're living their life and you're still back in high school, whatever the case may be. So Santana's busy. She even like, you know, Brittany's going to show up to school like, oh, she's just not doing well. She's wearing that world's best grandma t-shirt, just falling into this big depression and it's really unfortunate so this is where we get to the britney 2.0 episode that uh is going to be where will's gonna try to put together a britney assignment to try to cheer her up and get her out of this funk but as the episode goes on we see that it's not working out too well eventually she's gonna make a connection with sam that kind of lifts her spirits back up but overall this is just you know not where she thought that she would be at you know in terms of her happiness going into a new year yeah, I mean, she starts off the episode strongly, like, yeah, I'm head Cheerio, I um, am still class president for another term, and it's Britney, bitch, it's Britney Weekend Ugly Club. Um, and you think that she's on top of the world, but no, it's a it's a crushing reality. I mean, girl, you're here because you failed, and you're still failing. Like, something's not right. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like, I don't know, like, like in the same vein as to why Tina all of a sudden shows last year as the year to finally be fed up with Rachel, I don't know why the school faculty decided that this was the year to be fed up with her after, I mean, this seems like it's already too late at this point. She, you already held her back. So why all of a sudden in her holdback year are you like, girl, um, your grades are a mess. And why is it, I think it's just uh, uh, Sue that talks to her, right? Like, does Fagans even say anything to her about this? I think it's no, just I th- Sue. No, I think it's just Sue. Because yeah, this is, you know, also all, weird. all about the Cheerios. Like, what does Figgins care what Britney's up to? <laughs> I mean, he will care at some point with the whole class president of it all, but not right now. Class president. I mean, bringing down the school average as well. Like, it's not good. I mean, back where I came from, they kicked those kind of kids out of school, which I kind of felt like was just kind of shitty. But um, they would send them somewhere else, but they wouldn't just kick them out. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Is it snowing? I'm sorry. What is wrong with you? window is open and i just now i'm seeing snow flurries everywhere i did not know it was going to snow today all right anyway (laughs) um sometimes i'm like are we on a twitch stream or are we on a podcast the sun was shining just like 10 minutes ago and now there's fucking snow outside i'm getting pissed to be fair i know there were a lot of to throw back to like the early podcast we did there were so many times where i would like be, it was like it was like rainy season when we started this, and I feel like every other podcast for like season one or two was like a massive rain rainfall on, on my house in the middle of recording. I feel like that's what I remember from the early days. Oh, goodness gracious! Well, um, yeah. So the the Glee kids are gonna try to re inspire her that she is, you know, she is still great. And to do this, they bring back Britney Spears because they know that Britney is a big Britney fan. Um, 
but it's just not working. Like, yeah, she's depressed. She doesn't have her high pony anymore. She doesn't have her Cheerios uniform anymore. She's just not feeling it. No. And she even goes so far as to try to shave her head because she's just not feeling it. She gets attacked by the press out in the in the hallway, and she attacks the press back. Um, JBI. It's just not good. <laughs> yes, JBI. The press, press of JBI. Yeah, obviously, you know, this is all trying to, you know, make light of the Britney, uh, the actual Britney Spears situation, which is like, you know, especially now we've gotten to, uh, not that we didn't have the context at the time about all of this, but like with the recent Britney documentary and whatnot, like everybody's kind of, you know, uh, sending out mass apologies and the free Britney campaign is definitely, you know, up and at it with just, you know, how wrong people treated her for so long and, you know, treated her mental health as such a joke. And, you know, there's no, I'm not covering anything new here, but uh, to look back on all of this, especially when we uh, know that like, you know, you were talking about how like Brittany wasn't like approving this episode or something, right? Like she was like, or we just mm-hmm. figure like she was not going to like what happened in this episode compared to the first time through when she was actually there on set. It's like, what are we doing here? But whatever, you know? Um, so yeah, the new directions are going to try to cheer her up. Uh, they give her, you know, a solo of course, uh, with give me more at the upcoming assembly, but it's just really not going well. Uh, she tries to, you know, lip sync like, Britney does or has done uh, and the performance ends up being her shoving Cheetos and soda into her mouth and giving this awful performance not awful but you know this all over the place performance of Gimme More which as you heard in part one landed at the bottom of the countdown so there's that but yeah Sam and Britney are going to connect here uh, she is going to meet him in the auditorium and she he's like I, I know what you're doing uh, you're just pre- you know sending yourself to rock bottom to prepare for an epic comeback just like Britney did uh, and she's like you know you're right you're, that's that's true you're smart how did you know? I, I always, you know, I always knew that uh, he, that you were so smart or whatever he says to her there. She says to him there. Um, and we see this connection starting to form. She does find her way back onto the Cheerios and she's going to work to get her grades up and try to find a way to get through all of this sadness. But the episode ends there for Britney 2.0 with her and Santana still just not connecting as much as they usually do. Santana shows up as unavailable on that Skype call and we see that Britney is still just, you know, struggling to get through all of this. So, you know, more on that to come in an episode with the breakup. But between then and now, we also have Brittany deciding that she's going to, yes, be running again for class president alongside Artie um, as her vice president against the team of Sam and Blaine. Sam was a little upset because Brittany didn't choose him to be the VP for her campaign. But uh, she's like, no, 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 you're going to be fine. I'm going to, you know, you're going to be with Blaine. You two are going to do great. And, you know, this will be great. Um, so they end up, you know, we we also got like all of these songs in the first part of the countdown. But, you know, Celebrity Skin happens here where Brittany and Sam are getting prepared by Artie and Blaine for the uh, for the election. Uh, Brittany goes on, does a pretty poor job of pitching the school on why she should get it again you know she wants to get rid of summer vacation wants to get rid of weekends doesn't really go over too well so shockingly you know loses the election this time around but she's fine Blaine and Sam won she's happy for them and Brittany and Sam are going to continue their bond here as they all go out to celebrate and you know it's all going well there but the breakup is where things are going to get serious Amon. yeah Sam even voted for uh Brittany to win <laughs> Sam's Brittany what a like- guy Thank what? you. I, mean, okay. I would have voted for you, too, but I really wanted to win. So, <laughs> yeah, true words never spoken, Brittany. Um, yeah, we get to the breakup. One of the best episodes of Glee ever. I don't know how many times we're going to say that on the podcast, but it is. And, yeah, uh, Brittany kind of lets Santana have it in this episode, which I think is great. Um, they We see we, we open up the episode and we see Brittany and Blaine sort of uh, watching Jake and Marley as they're flirting around with each other. And they lament about how 
they used to have like that same kind of spark in their lives, but now that both their significant others are out of town, it's not really like that anymore. Um, Blaine is going to go off to New York to fix his issues, but Santana's actually going to come back to Lima because she usually does that, I think it's like, what, once or twice a month to do her laundry and that kind of stuff and to see Britney. Um, and in the midst of all this, Britney is sort of, you know, inviting her out to all of the clubs and stuff that she's involved with, one of which is the, what is this club called? The Christian Club or the some kind of religious club run by by Kitty. And they do this fake rapture, totally scarred Dottie Cazzatore. Um, and uh, Santana's like, Brittany, this club doesn't really seem like it's really good for you. They have you reading these intense books as well. Like, I don't think you need to do this. Let, let's let's go somewhere else. And Brittany's like, no, you don't understand. Like, look at Dottie, that. Dottie, right now, that's exactly how I felt when you left. And you haven't been answering my, my Facebook messages, my, 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 my FaceTime requests. All that shit has just, like, you're just out there living your life, and I'm over here all alone. Um, and I think that sort of, like, strikes a chord in Santana. And the next thing we know, Santana invites her over to the choir room, sits her down, tells her this story about how she never cheated on her, but she did have a moment back at school where she had a bit of an attraction to someone in the library and maybe Britney's had one. Maybe she will have one. And it's not fair for the both of them to put this relationship as their top priority when they're not really getting what they actually need from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Satana's not not wrong. I mean, we do sort of like see a bit of an attraction between her and Sam, not only in the makeover, but starting off at the end of Britney. So, um yeah, I think that it's like the mature decision to make. It's the most mature out of all of the <laughs> the, yeah, we, we talk the about relationship tips that we see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's and she sings this beautiful song. Uh, I'm trying to stop talking about Santana. I just want to talk about Britney. But, yeah, Britney, Britney's hurt by it. She doesn't want to do it, but she knows that this is the right thing to do because they're they're not happy right now. Yeah, it sucks. Santana tries to tell her, you know, this isn't a breakup. Uh, officially or anything like that and Britney's like it feels a lot like a breakup so you know there's that like emotional intelligence coming in again where it's not like I don't don't think by any means Santana is trying to manipulate her in this moment of being like you know trying to you know anything like that but um, you know it's kind of like the way that she talks to Britney is always a little bit you know at a, a lower volume a lower like you know intensity than she talks to anybody else because she treats Britney with such like gentleness and such care um but Britney is like in this moment you know it's like she's not you know all all the kid gloves come off she's like no I know what's happening here like you're breaking up with me this is not this is the end and I and that's awful that's so upsetting I don't want to break up with you I love you um and Santana's trying to be like no this is just you know it's it's truly for the best and yeah we talked a lot in the breakup episode and you know the entirety of season four about how these two handled their breakup so much more maturely than any Anybody else they didn't let it get to a point where you know it was going to be like Finn and Rachel of like resentment being involved or Curtin uh, uh Curtin Blaine where you know there was a cheating incident that happened it was just like before anything happens that we're going to regret in any way shape or form let's call it let's call it you know let's put a pause on this here and you know of course we both love each other of course you know I'm, I'm always going to love you whatever but at this point in time just does not make sense for us to be together and yeah of course Santana with the beautiful performance of mine there it's just one of the best moments in the show uh even when it's your favorite couple on the show breaking up it's still just you know the growth the maturity in both of them it does you know it it impacts you as a Glee fan you're like wow this is this is great uh even though it's not great it's great so I still think about my friend back in high school who (laughs) um was a, a Glee fan uh and I guess he had stopped watching, like, around the middle of season two, end of season two, I don't know. 
but I remember just scrolling through Facebook the night that this episode premiered, and he just, like, his status was in all caps, like, wait, hold up, Britney and Santana are gay now? <laughs> I'm like, oh where God. have you been? <laughs> How did you miss the whole thing? He like, watched like the season one finale and then picked back up at the breakup. At the breakup, like you missed the entire arc. I just I always chuckle when I would think about that. It's well, just so funny to me. I hope he's doing well today. Uh, and has gone back. <laughs> but yeah, so they're gonna break up for now, not officially. Uh, eventually, Santana is going. You know, she's gonna stick around here and there throughout the season. She's gonna come back home uh, when they're doing the Grease production, and she's gonna help out by playing Rizzo after Unique is not able to f- fulfill the role, which you know pisses off Tina. But that's another story. Uh, the two of them catch up, and Brittany tells Santana, you know, how much she misses her, and she's like, "I am still single. You know, Sam is around, but she still is single. She's not making any you know big moves on anything else here." Um, and Santana, you know, get, heads to the stage. She wishes her luck. They're smiling to each other throughout the performance. All is going well here. Santana and Quinn are also going to come back for Thanksgiving, where Brittany joins them for, you know, an unholy trinity reuniting here uh, with the Come See About Me performance. I mean, as much as Santana was like, we need to break up because we don't see each other enough, she sure does spend a lot of time in the Thanksgiving episodes being at McKinley. Yeah. And like in the breakup, she came back. She was like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, do my laundry here because I can't do it there. It's like, no, you just you want to see Britney. I mean, we could, we could just say that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, point still stands of why the, why Santana thought it was a good idea to break up. It's like, obviously, we see that, you know, there's no, you know, bad feelings here on either end of things. They both obviously still really care for each other. Um, when we get a little bit uh, later towards like the middle part of season four, uh, Sam is still trying to build this connection with Britney. You know, he makes that line of Cheerios to the uh, the, the cereal to the classroom and trying to get her to sing a song with him, which she does. They sing something stupid. And Sam's like, you and I should be together. I think that, you know, I really like you. I think you probably like me. But Brittany says no, because, uh, you know, her lesbian friends across America would not enjoy that, uh, seeing her dating Sam when, you know, instead of Santana. Uh, but, you know, she's going to get over that. By the end of the episode, she decides, okay, let me uh, let me see. We'll, we'll take a chance on this, see if it works out. They share a kiss and they decide they're going to go out to, you know, a breadsticks date together and see what happens. Um, and it moves extremely wow. fast between these two. It moves really, really fast because the next episode is going to be Glee, actually. And um, Amon, they get married. You know, being bi just seems like such a such a treat, such a treat to like have such a wide smorgasbord from Santana Lopez to I don't know Sam if I Evans. would say that. I mean, I totally get what you're saying, but I also feel like there's a million people on earth trying to invalidate your sexuality, and I feel like that kind of counterbalances how... I mean, that is definitely true as well, but, I mean, gays also have their drawbacks, and then you, and then you get into the whole conversation of uh, oppression Olympics. I think that we are all I was going to say, yeah, we don't, have you know to, I mean? <laughs> we don't have to battle it out here. You don't have to battle it out. I'm just saying if I, like, it just, it, the, the positive is that you get to be attracted to all sorts of people. And I just feel like that is just so, uh, sure. <laughs> I'm just jealous. But, um. But they get married, Amon. Here, like, marriage. They do get marriage. married. They do get married. Um, yeah, I already said I think they get married. Um, they go ahead and have this whole Mayan wedding. Uh, they stay up all night drinking soda and God knows what else. Um, but then they wake up the next morning on the 22nd of December, realizing that the world did not end like they thought it was going to. And they are still married. So they spend the rest of the episode sort of freaking out about the fact that they have now tied their lives together um, for the rest of eternity until Coach Beast is able to quell their fears and say, oh, you know what? Actually, it turns out that there's an update to the Mayan calendar. You're actually not you know, gonna die soon and you're yeah. not married and yada yada yada. <laughs> so they fall for it. 
And then they sing. She, she spent all of her money getting f- uh, gifts for all of like everybody in the Glee Club, uh, you know, being brutally honest with everybody because she thought they were in their final days. So she's like, why not? You know, this is just typical Britney, uh, you know, Britney stuff here. You know, but it's, it's fun. It's a pipe dream for you. And it's very irresponsible. Joe, you really haven't made much of an impression on me. And I don't really know what your deal is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, Molly, I was just going to say that you're really sweet and delightful. <laughs> How nice of her. Um, but we're, I mean, just to like, you know, touch on this whole Britney and Sam thing, obviously they're trying to take this and this is, you know, more about Sam, but uh, the way that they take season four and turn Sam into like the male Britney, you know, all the way throughout uh, anytime that they have them linked here, whether it's through a romantic reason, reason or just when they're friends, yeah. uh, you really see the way that like the Britney character is like morphing over to like the Sam character so that, you know, especially at the end of the season when we're going to see that Britney is no longer in the show as much as she should be uh, or could be. Um, Sam is going to end up taking a bit of a bigger role as, you know, the ditzy kind of blonde, which they both are. So, yeah, um, Yeah. they are not married. Luckily, it's uh, a fake wedding, but that's fine. They're still going to be friends and they're still going to be, you know, happy uh, together-ish. We go on. So now that she's not married, she's going to try to get Marley married. She finally talks to Marley for like maybe the second time out the entire season. Because I'm pretty sure she talks to her in the... In the premiere. I feel like everybody talks to Molly in the premiere. And she knows that she likes Jake. And um, she, the Sadie Hawkins dance is coming up. She's like, well, you better ask him. And they perform together. Um, tell him. And she go ahead, goes ahead and asks Sam to be um, her uh, her dance. To her, what's her, what's it called? Her date. Oh her my date God. to the dance. Her date to the dance. Goodness gracious. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh, and she also invites Marley on fondue for two Mm -hmm. um, to try to get Marley to admit how she really, really feels. Yeah, Brittany gets a lot of his uh, obsessions. It's, uh, I guess, a trait that she shares with Sue, which is what's going to lead into, like, season six, where the two of them come together to bring Clayne together. Um, When Brittany, like, latches onto something, it becomes, like, her pet project in a way that kind of is, like, uh, you know, always a fun time. So Marley ends up becoming that for her, where she's, like, really trying to get Marley and Jake to admit their feelings for each other. She's going to really try to get Jake to tell Marley, you know, how much he, like, that he loves her and whatnot. So uh, she really has a lot of fun with these two. And, yeah, they go on fondue for two together. Um, it, Marley is really not budging a whole lot here because she's, ha- you know, the two of them, Marley and Jake are having a hard time in their relationship. But, you know, it's a fun way to kind of mix in the two different generations of the Glee Club here to uh, get them to interact a little bit. And like I said, Brittany gets to uh, kind of toy around with them a little bit, not in like a mean way, but just, you know, she's uh, enjoying making this love connection. Um, but uh, in the next episode, uh, before we can, you know, get too much uh, else happening there, uh, we're going to just kind of get an update here mid-season of kind of what's been going on with Brittany um, and Sam as well here but mostly Brittany uh they get called to Fickens's office and uh she gets accused of cheating on an exam and why does she get accused of that uh even though she says she didn't cheat because we're about to take the character and spike everything that we've ever known into like an entirely new direction uh pardon the pun there uh Figgins tells Brittany that she got the highest possible score on her SAT Sam who is by her side actually got the lowest possible score that uh, has ever been recorded here uh in McKinley so Brittany S Pierce is actually a genius mm-hmm. how 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 I mean what other uh, storyline could we have ever foreseen for the uh to happen to her actually I mean it just makes perfect sense 
I mean, we spent the past four seasons with her knowing that she's weird, um, but she has these little slight moments of genius and she's able to see things in a way. And now the sun is out again. That's so crazy. She's able to see things in the world that uh, other people do not see. And so, of course, it's only going to be explained by extreme savant like intelligence. Um, and she's pretty much free to go wherever she wants. So the entire uh, first half of this seasonal arc for her kind of gets blown out of the water because grades no longer matter when you have a perfect SAT score. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you can go anywhere that you want. So tell me this. You're the writer. You're you're the Ryan Murphy. You're the Brad Falchuk, Ian Brennan, whoever. Um, and I'm Heather Morris. And I come to you and I say, hey, guys, um, just found out that I'm pregnant. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so exciting. We're so happy for you. And then they all come to the realization of like, so how do we proceed here? What do we do with this character? If you're, you know, we're not going to have like, like, I mean, obviously, I guess there's always an option that Brittany could end up getting pregnant and they write that into the show. But um, that's obviously not the route that they took here. So what do we do? What do we do from here? If we're going to, you know, if Heather decides that she's going to step away from the show while she, you know, eventually ends up giving birth and, you know, taking care of her baby for however long she needs to before she can come back to work. And who knows how much longer the show is going uh, what what direction do you go in? Is it this one, or is it like can we do something else here? Um, I mean, I think that this is it. This definitely fits into the mold of Glee. Her ending up smart, I, th- I think it works. I mean, they certainly allude to it a lot of the time, so there's definitely consistency there. Um, I don't know anything that I, I kind of put me on the spot here. Um, I did. I agree. I, I think. Know. I think it's. I think like some uh, need to travel or something like that. Something happens within her family. Something. Because it's also the thing here where we have to obviously realize about how they planned on, you know, splitting up the season. At this point, they have to know that the school year is not ending at the end of season four. So they know that if they're going to have, you know, they have to get Brittany out before the end of the year. She's, I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, Heather Morris said that she was not planning on, you know, acting all the way through her her full nine months of her pregnancy. So uh, they have to, you know, wrap up whatever is going to happen with Brittany by the end of the year. I guess at that point, there's no other option other than to, I, I mean, it's either get her out of the school in a positive way or have her like flunk out and have like some awful ending for the character. So it's like, you're, you're not going to go that direction with the character so beloved. So they had to go some other option where she is going to go off and do something new. I mean, maybe this was the only thing that makes sense. I don't know. I, I think it does. I mean, a lot of people thought that she was going to die, and that they thought that shooting Star oh, was man, about yeah. her death. Yeah. Um, and I much prefer this over that. So <laughs> I'll take that she's a g- evil genius and has to leave. Yeah, we'll get to that in a couple of episodes with Shooting Star. And if they ever decided to do that, they would never have been forgiven. So, but yeah, I mean, let's just keep going. So yeah, so they just, uh, we, we find out that Brittany's a genius. That's all great. Uh, Santana's going to stop back in yet again. As you mentioned, she's always around here. It's Diva Week. And uh, she heard from Tina that Sam and Brittany are dating. So when she comes back, she is, uh, she's got, you know, Elaine by her side and she is going to show off Elaine to the whole club and be like, uh, this is my new girlfriend. I am very happy with her. This is great. Uh, Santana and Sam are going to meet up in the auditorium and they do a little bit of a song battle there over Britney because Santana's like, Britney is not yours. Like, I don't know what you think you're doing, Trouty Mouth, but you know, this isn't happening here. Britney's going to come back to me at some point. Um, Britney's watching the whole thing. And Britney comes up to Santana afterwards and she's like, look, I'm not leaving Sam. Like, we like each other. And Santana's like, but I, I want you to aim higher than Sam. It's like, you know, Santana's 
kind of using Sam being, I don't know, like not good enough for her as like a crutch to just basically say like, I want you for me only like just, I want you to myself. I don't want you being with somebody else so that whenever I'm ready to be with you again, you know, that's something I can do. Uh, it has not, not a whole lot to do with Sam. Um, but Brittany is going to say to Santana, I know that you paid uh, Elaine to be your girlfriend. I know that you're not actually together. And I also know that you dropped out of school. So what's going on here? Like what, what, what do you have going on? What's going on? Why are you here? Why are you hiring somebody to pretend to be with you? Um, we're kind of getting to the bottom of things here to see, you know, more more of this on Santana's podcast that, you know, she's not exactly sure what she's up to next. But Brittany being the ever, you know, encouraging, always there for her, you know, extremely actually smart person is going to uh, encourage Santana. Look, you have all this money that you just got for graduation last year. Take it. Go to New York. You know you want to be there. Go find, you know, go follow your dreams. Go do that. And she does. So she's gone again for now. Yep. Once again, uh... Brittany coming for Emma's gig. I mean, can you imagine the alternate universe that Brittany is the one that's the guidance counselor and Emma is the I one that's the student? I can see it. I can totally see it. And like, mm. if we ever get, well, we're not going to, and I don't really want it, but if we ever had a Glee reboot, reboot and, you know, we needed a new guidance counselor, I can see it being Brittany. Or if we just follow her story and she's like some top clinical psychologist yeah. <laughs> in New York or something that, like that. That would work. I would not be against it. I think it would make a lot of sense for her. Uh-huh. I think so too. Fuck the so. math. <laughs> Fuck Stephen Hawking. Yeah, so in I Do, we only really see her at the wedding with Sam. We get to see them annoy Santana as they're dancing at the reception, and then Santana goes to take the edge off by sleeping with Quinn. Which Brittany's nowhere to be found. Brittany's not there. Uh, (laughs) You always kind of wonder, like, does she know about this? Is she ever going to find out about this? But I don't know. I feel like they probably leave or something, and they just don't know. I don't know. Yeah, she's barely, barely involved in that one, Brittany, so... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Sam, if there's like a deleted scene of Sam, like trying to distract Brittany and keep her away from Santana the entire time because he's like, nope, we're not doing this shit again. Mm-hmm. I already learned from Quinn and Finn, not doing it again. Um, yeah, so shooting star. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the uh, episode where Brittany says that there is a, they open up the episode so weirdly too. They already have something coming down a barrel and it points right at Brittany's head. It's. The most heavy-handed edit. This episode is terrible. Anyway, um, yeah, Brittany discovers there's a deadly asteroid coming straight for Lama and tries to make amends with Lord Tubbington after several fallouts, but he's not responding well to her, and so she's going to enlist the help of the Glee Club in getting a musical message out to Lord Tubbington so she that she can say how, just how sorry she is because no longer it's the Mayan end of the calendar. It's the end of all the days because the asteroid is coming. But then she realizes later on that it's not an asteroid. It's just a ladybug at the end of the telescope. So she's going to be okay. Um, oh, Brittany. A really cute moment here is that Becky does approach Brittany about, you know, not wanting to leave and how she's scared because, you know, she has such a great environment here with Sue and everything. But Brittany encourages her like, yeah, like, I, I mean, I feel that too, but I've got to go. Like, we, we, we both have to go. We can't stay here forever. I mean, I'm already here one extra year. So we really need to move on with the rest of our lives and we'll always have each other to come back to. And I really like that because we don't get a lot of Brittany and Becky content. So that was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it ties the whole episode together with, you know, why why 
we're going to see it ends up being Becky is the one that, uh, you know, brings the gun to school. And in some alternate universe where I, you know, I'm never actually going to let myself imagine this. But if Becky brought the gun to school and accidentally somehow something went wrong and Brittany did end up, you know, they went with the option of Brittany did not make it through the episode. Awful, 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 awful. I cannot imagine them ever agreeing to actually do that. I can understand why they would consider it because the character was going to be written off. Uh, but thank God they didn't. They would have had, you know, they would the show would have ended then and there. It just would have been nothing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. <laughs> like just no, that would have been, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this show would have survived from that, honestly, because the show was already beginning to, to sort of like decline. I think around this time where people, the general fan base was beginning to shrink. Um, I think that like season three was its height. And then season four, I don't know why. Cause you, you would have felt like season four would have been like, all right, let's keep the momentum going. And then it kind of just like slowly falled or fell, not falled what the hell um throughout this season so trying to get rid of Brittany, especially in such a gruesome way would have just i mean sure you would have got your clicks you'd have got your engagements online but mm, i don't know about that but yeah this episode is uh is going to see you know we're going to see here when uh the gun or seemingly that there's a gun in the school that uh, ends up going off twice. Well, there is, that is the case, but obviously, you know, there's a whole story behind it. Um, Brittany's in the bathroom, so she's absolutely terrified. She ends up getting rescued by Will. So luckily we are not going to lose Brittany here. Um, and after all is said and done with all of this insanity and, you know, fans everywhere holding their breath, thinking that we're about to lose one of our most beloved characters, uh, we get the all clear. Sam and Brittany meet up. Sam is like, I was terrified not having you by my side. I was terrified without you. And, uh, you know, every Everything with uh, with Lord Tubbington uh, is going to uh, re- result in Lady Tubbington <laughs> entering the picture here. Sam gives her the uh, second cat now, so that you know we can make things better between us. Uh, he's like starting a family with her of cats here, uh, and they just want to progress forward in their relationship and try to make up, you know, and try to make things good as we're getting into these final episodes where Brittany and Sam are going to be in the same world here together, the same school and whatnot. So. Um, that's what happens there. But yeah, uh, just to, again, quickly touch on all that. It's just, thank God they didn't make that decision to do that. And um, I wish they didn't make the decision to have the episode at all. Or if they were going to, just do it better. So uh, Becky obviously is going through some of her own stuff there. And that's why that conversation happened between the two of them. You know, we just did Becky's podcast pretty recently. So, you know, more on that there. But, you know, it's nice to see a continuation of that relationship between those two girls. They were, you know... Uh, on Cheerios together for all these years, Brittany and Becky were like together in like one of the early episodes of season one at the bake sale. So, you know, nice to see that they are still so connected here in the final days of everything. We love it. But Mm -hmm. we get down to the big season finale of season four, which is going to be the most Brittany episode pretty much to date, uh, even including the two Britney Spears episodes, Britney 1.0 and 2.0. Um, Britney is uh, going to open up the episode at MIT. She has her big you know, interview to get into the school, and she's sitting down with them with these two professors, and they're very confused because you know she got that perfect SAT score, but somehow still has a 0.2 GPA. She took a math exam to, for this school, for, uh, for MIT, and uh, they see that from her test scores that she has pretty much no academic ability. But on the back of her page, she put this whole elaborate doodle. And when they looked closer into the doodle, they found numbers to one of the greatest scientific significance is what I have in my notes. And this is probably copied from somewhere uh, when viewed in a certain way. So apparently Brittany wrote down one of the you know greatest 
discoveries since Albert Einstein was out here discovering shit, right? So, like, one of the most brilliant minds <laughs> out here, and uh, they want her to come to the school immediately. They want her to enroll today. And why not? That's what her plan is going to end up being, because why could she or how could she ever turn down, turn down that offer? She goes back to the school. She's acting like a full on diva because now that her head's a little big thinking she's, you know, the smartest person on earth, which they're telling her she is. Uh, she's like insisting, you know, I'm going to have all the solos at regionals that, that that's coming up in this episode. She breaks up with Sam in front of everybody, just completely out of the blue, um, you know, not even thinking about him for a second. She's uh, going to quit the Cheerios. She comes to Coach Roz and she like drops her uniform in a garbage can sets it on fire she is just lighting the world on fire behind her uh because she's got bigger and better things coming up and she's ready to keep going and move on and you know leave all this uh, leave everything back here behind sue and will are both going to confront her about what's going on here because obviously somebody needs to step in things are not going well and also we have sam trying to recruit santana for some help um but you know one step at a time so sue and will end up having to go on fondue for two to talk things out here because that's the only way that britney's agreeing to talk to them they end up going on the show and britney is going to use it as a fun opportunity for i mean i mean realistically what's happening here oh one more fondue for two yep yay let's let's do it but uh they uh they get grilled pretty hard about their personal lives here <laughs> and that's fun yeah, what does she have? She, like, says that she can prove to Sue that Michael Bolton is the father of her child and had all of this uh, data to back her up, back up her claim. And then what was what was her thing against Mr. Will? Mr. Will. Mr. Mr. Will. <laughs> she was asking Mr. Will, like, if he's going to continue being, you know, creepy friends with all of the kids, you know, going into next year and whatnot. <laughs> and uh, he and Emma are trying to have a baby, I hear, you know, or she hears. And he's like, yeah, no, we do want to start a family. It's like, what are we doing here? We're trying to fix you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is all very, very erratic behavior from Brittany, but very entertaining at that. Sam, you know, now newly single Sam, calls Santana, of all people, to say, like, oh, Santana, something's going on with Brittany. Um, I'm not just saying that, like, I need you to come over here. I wouldn't call you unless there was something serious. Like, can you please come back home and see what's going on? Because she won't talk to me. She won't talk to anybody. She's out here acting crazy. Please come home. Um, which I think was great for him to do so. Um, Santana is worried. She comes back home. Um, Brittany is still acting completely different, but she does decide that if there's anything that she's going to level with, it's going to be with uh, Santana. And so she says, I have something that is really, really, really important to tell you. Um, so before regionals, later that night, at the show circle, she lets everybody know, hey, I went to MIT. They told me that I'm actually some super genius math whiz. They want me to go there immediately on a full ride. And since I have a 0.2 GPA, I really can't pass up this offer. Um, so I have to take it before before they change their minds. But that means I do have to leave immediately. So I get to do this one last number with you guys. But after that, I'm up out of here. Um, she has all these nice things to say about Mercedes and Mercedes. <laughs> and I forget what she calls Joe. I think it's Jim or something. Mr. Shoe. Um, Kitty, everybody, Marley, everybody, everybody, and specifically, especially Sam and Santana. Um, it's a scene that every time I stumble upon it when watching Glee, I always cry during this scene. It's one of the mm -hmm. ones that continuously will make me cry no matter how many times I watch it. Because, yeah, you kind of just feel the weight. I think this is, it's a proper send-off for her character. And mm -hmm. then, of course, them going out on stage and getting the chance to perform and everything and the way that they end it with everyone slowly disappearing off stage and it's just Brittany walking and back to sit on the risers and just look at everything that she's been able to do for the past 
four years at this point, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah it's a... I think it's a really, really nice send off for her. I, it definitely, I definitely was beginning to feel the void um, before she even left. So. Yeah, this episode is all about Brittany from from start to finish. It's like the younger new directions. Nobody else matters here. Not even like I, I I'm pretty sure uh, this is the, yeah this is the episode that Rachel's like not even in. Uh, she's there at the beginning for her audition for um for the for the for Funny Girl is it right? No, for yeah for Funny Girl, I think. Mm-hmm. Um and. Yeah, that she, uh, you know, sings the song at the very beginning of the episode, and then we don't see Rachel Berry, we don't see Leah Michelle for the entire rest of the episode. It's all about Britney, Spe- Britney Spears. It's all about Britney S. Spears. It's all about Heather Morris here as we're, like, giving this character a send-off before, you know, who knows what's next. We hope that she's going to come back. We hope that she's still going to be a part of the show in whatever final seasons we have, but I guess they don't have any way of locking that in. So for now, uh, you know, they know that they're sending the character off. She's not going to be back for the remainder of the school year, so they give her a really big episode here when her and Santana have that, you know, final moment on the stage together where, you know, they just won regionals, uh, not Santana, but, you know, Brittany and the group just won regionals. Heather Morris was out there dancing in all those numbers while she was like a couple months pregnant at that point. I want to say she was like three, four, five months in or something. I don't know uh, the exact number, but they've talked about it before uh, in some interviews. Um, So yeah, she was, uh, you know, on her way out, they give her a really good episode there uh, to say goodbye. And it's one of my favorite episodes of Glee. I know we both gave it zero slushies at the time, and I'm excited to one day revisit it uh, here, I'm sure with the guest or something like that. But yeah, that's it. That's, uh, she's she's heading off. And now as we go into seasons five and six, it's really going to be... All sand, uh, all Britanna all the time, which who's complaining, right? So whenever she does end up coming back, it's going to be, you know, about her and Santana because that's how we know. That's that's what fans want at this point. We allowed them space to grow separately. We allowed them space to be apart for a bit in season four. But when uh, when we don't know, we, the clock is ticking down on, on the show here. We got to get Britanna together and we got to figure this all out. Um, so Heather Morris, of course, downsized to a guest starring role in season five. She's not going to be in the main cast anymore now that she, you know, ended up giving birth and she spent you know some time with uh with her family there she does come back the first for the first time in the 100th episode and the next one as well where all the alumni are home and Brittany is you know back from school she's been at mit she's got a huge workload uh which causes santana to be a little bit worried about her mm-hmm. because Brittany's not being herself she's being you know very focused on her work and she's not paying attention to like she doesn't really want to perform she's like all in on the school stuff which is not usual for Brittany at all but like she's she's a cop now she's like doing some important stuff they've got her running around with all these formulas um and santana's like trying to get her back to being herself by putting together the unholy trinity number they're going to do toxic with quinn and afterwards britney's like beating herself up she doesn't think she was very good at, uh, during the number she's being so hard on herself santana's trying to like reassure her no you were fine it's all we're, we're fine like you were great um and the next day we're gonna see that britney's like playing this chess game with human chess pieces on campus she's playing against kiki her phone of course um and she's like telling Santana, this is what I do now. This is my creative outlet. The singing, the dancing, it's just not as much for me anymore. I'm just, you know, I'm doing this. Um, And Santana's really not having it. She's like, no, okay, we're we're getting you back in the choir room. We're doing more. We're going to get you back to being yourself. They do Valerie next. And uh, uh, eventually Brittany gives in. She gets into it. She's having fun. So uh, it does eventually work where she's able to break her out of the shell. But Brittany is like, you know, unrecognizable at this point. She's just so focused on the work. Yeah. Um, I mean, the day, I mean, I mean, going to college does definitely change you, man. Like you, your priorities shift, everything shifts. So I'm glad that she, I'm, I did like that they sort of made her entire demeanor shift and that 
this um, super intelligence wasn't just something that she didn't have any control over. I'm glad that when she was put in the proper environment to sort of nourish that, it seems like she knows exactly how to, you know, elocute or allocute those thoughts. You know what I mean? Like she's able to do equations now. She's able to to play chess now. Like she's able to, I mean, she's still Britney at the core, but there's like a certain level of dits that's gone. And I appreciate that they weren't just making it just a big joke. They were like, no, we're going to take this seriously. Like she's actually, you know, she's smart. She knows what she's doing. Um, and so to see her sort of like struggle be- between, you know, what she used to love doing and what her life is now was interesting. Um, I'm glad that Santana was there to be what Brittany usually is to her. And then Brittany ends up doing the exact same thing for Santana when she invites Santana back to the choir room filled with lilies and tells her, like, Santana, what are you doing? Like, you're over here fighting with Rachel over a funny girl role that you really don't even want. You know Rachel has been talking about this damn role for so long, so you're really just doing it to be mean. Come to Lesbos Island with me. Come on. Like, you told me that I need to stop being such a stick in the mud. You need to start doing the same. And yes, maybe being famous is still your dream, but you don't want to do it that way. You don't. You're not happy. You're just doing it because Rachel pisses you off. And yeah, maybe sure, Rachel does deserve it a little bit. I'm sure she does. Yeah, she does. But it, come on. like Come to this island with me. We'll have beautiful lady kisses, and it'll be a great time. Mm-hmm. And Santana yep. says yes. Yeah, she agrees. Uh, she's like, you know, nothing Britney is saying is wrong. And that's pretty much always the case with these two. Anytime that Britney kind of speaks reality into her, you know, just reminding her of like, you know, where, you know, where she is, who she is, what they are, you know, together and all this kind of stuff. Like Santana's always going to kind of fold her cards and be like, all right, no, you're right. Um, so she she is right. Uh, she doesn't need to be, you know, the backup, uh, the backup, the, uh, the, the understudy and funny girl. That's not her dream. Just like let Rachel have her thing. You come be with me. Let's go like. Let's go live life. Let's go do this together. So she does resign from the show. She makes up with Rachel and she does agree to go, you know, spend some more time with Britney. So um, before we can get there, we're going to see that Britney's actually going to get a chance to walk across the stage and get her diploma along with the rest of her class. So um, Santana worked out some, you know, behind the scenes, uh, you know, magic here with Sue to uh, make this all happen so that Britney could, you know, still get her diploma, still walk on stage with everybody else in the same way that any other senior should be able to. So uh, really nice moment there. And yeah, they, uh, you know, Brittany talks also about how after they get back from, you know, going to Lesbos Island, uh, she's like, I don't know that I want to go back to MIT. I also don't know that I want to stay here. And Santana's like, well, you can come to New York and be with me. And Brittany agrees, uh, which, you know, is a big, you know, uh, plot hole here where all of this seems to be leading up to what they knew that they were going to have Heather back for another episode. They knew that they were going to have the opportunity for after the vacation was all said and done that, you know, Santana could come back and eventually Brittany would come join her but we don't have to get into all of it as to why Santana's not in that last episode of the season so we end up with this whole weird situation where Brittany does come back for one more episode to hang out with everybody in New York but Santana's not even there so it's just like Brittany joining in on the insanity of the untitled Rachel Berry project the script that's being written Brittany's like a huge fan of what Mary Halloran has to write about but uh, it's like we're not doing a whole lot here Uh, Brittany's gonna end up joining Mercedes for her tour so we have that going but you know whatever plans they had to reunite Britanna in New York uh, never ended up happening so you know that's disappointing for sure yeah definitely uh, disappointing I would have loved to have seen uh, the two of them take on the town together I don't really go like, y'all couldn't just like oh I forgot she got rid of her phone <laughs> I was like well y'all couldn't like coordinate that better like girl like you wrote the Britney code 
Avogadro's number, Planck's constant, all that shit in one number, and you can't even... Whatever. I mean, Brittany going Brittany at the end of the day. Sure. So, yeah, Santana's Ugh. off shooting some used to stat commercials, so Brittany's just going to hang out with everybody else, and they're all happy to see her. You know, Brittany, yay! But it's just so random. It's like, you know, yay, what connection Brittany. does she have to any of them? I mean, not not no connection, but, you None know, it's whatsoever, like, she's there for Santana. let's just have her in the season finale. Yay! Exactly. Heather Morris is not pregnant anymore. Yay! And she gets to <laughs> go on right. tour with That's Mercedes. You know, she's going to be a backup dancer, so, you know... I think we're all doing just fine. She's obviously, it does seem like she left MIT. So, you know, she's free to just do whatever she wants now. Go on tour. You know, eventually Santana will come back from the East Stat filming. So the two of them will find each other again. And they do. Of course, in season six, they're going to find each other again when she comes home with the rest of the alumni to recruit some new Glee Club members. Santana, Quinn, Brittany go out there to the uh, football field to try to pull in some Cheerios, which ends up. Not going, uh, you know, not going terribly. They get Madison and Mason out there, and Kitty does see that the Glee Club is, you know, getting back together. So more on that, uh, you know, at other times. Um, but uh, the assignment for the week is uh, the mashup between uh, the two. What is it? Uh, Jagged little tapestry, Jagged little pill, and tapestry. Um, and they're gonna do their mashup. The two of them are planning out what songs they're gonna sing together, and they have a chat here uh, early on in season six about their future together. Because, like I said, all of this is going to be Britannia content going forward. Santana wants them to go actually make it happen in NYC for the two of them. She's like, Brittany, you can get in anywhere, literally anywhere. So why don't you come live with me there? You know, either way, let's just make sure that we're together. So they're going to go to the school. They're going to perform their mashup. And afterwards, Santana is going to do what? Santana is going to propose. Propose for Brittany's hand in marriage. Because that Glee Club just needs one more damn proposal. Because why not? Why not? Um, everyone seems to be supportive except Kurt who's all but hurt because his bitch ass ruined the best thing that ever happened to him um, and that's saying something because it's bitch ass Blaine but anyway uh, yeah, that Brittany doesn't really have to deal with any of that Santana handles that Brittany then goes after Santana gets to be bad cop Brittany gets to be good cop <laughs> and say to Kurt like look you need to get over yourself I don't mind what happened earlier but you really need to, you know, work on getting going after the things that you really want so that you don't end up looking like, well, what's the analogy that she used? Like having poop in your hand or some shit. Some Britneyism that she used that made Kurt really realize just how effed up he was in the situation and what he needed to do going forward with his with his own struggles. So once again, Brittany um, coming for Emma's gig. Yeah. So, yeah, because <laughs> Kurt's dealing with all that, you know, on his own. So she's going to try to, you know, help him out there because she, you know, uh, has mm-hmm. this liking to uh, to Kurt and to Blaine. She, you know, seems she's still his unicorn or he's still her unicorn. Exactly. So she still wants the best for him and whatnot. So even though Kurt, Kurt did that whole thing and I mean, Kurt's going to get his ass handed to him by Santana, you know, in the hallway. So uh, that'll happen there. But, you know, Brittany at the very least is taking the, you know, the Brittany approach here of just being like, no, it's fine. Like, I understand. And let me see if I can help you with your problems as well, because she's just an angel. Um but we're going to go full speed ahead towards the rest of the season as we're going to get into now that the, we're the happy couple is engaged. Brittany and Santana, we're six seasons in now. You know, we're at the end of the show. And of course, you know, are, are they going to get the happy ending or are they not? They decided that, yes, they are going to. And, you know, we're all happy about it as well. Uh, Brittany's parents come in to talk to her. We're going to have a, a fun time there meeting Brittany's parents who are 
played by Jennifer Coolidge and Ken Jeong, who are here to uh, make yeah. a very quick, you know, guest spot on Glee. Uh, her mom <laughs> is going to uh, actually drop some news on her here that apparently Pierce Pierce, Brittany's dad, is not her actual dad, is not her real dad. Her dad is actually Stephen Hawking. Yep, apparently they they got married, her and Pierce. They went on their honeymoon to Paris, and then Pierce let her know that he actually wasn't able to have kids. And she's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you didn't tell me that before we got married, yada, yada, yada. And then she gets drunk, goes to a bar, has sex with this guy in the bathroom stall. And that guy turned out to be Stephen Hawking. What? And nine months know? later, Brittany's here. Mm-hmm. Which would explain her extreme affinity for mathematics and equations. Um, well, there you go. It yeah. all makes sense now. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so, I mean, Brittany is kind of shocked at first, but, I mean, she sort of takes it in stride because, I mean, Pierce is the only other father that she's ever known, and so it doesn't really change the relationship between her and her dad. Um, mm-hmm. But it does kind of also describe why Brittany's a little dense because Pierce is a little dense. So if that guy was raising that little girl, then, I mean, hey, yeah. <laughs> you got the best of both worlds. Such a duality. It's just everything about her character is about duality, right? Like bisexuality, the, uh, dumb and, and smart. Just just a bunch of just doubles to Britney. I love it. Yes. So she finds out the truth about her parents. Uh, later on, she's going to, uh, or at least about her dad. Um, and we get, you know, some fun scenes with her and her mom and her dad there. She invites Artie over to do some wedding planning because uh, Artie hasn't had much going on in the season. So, you know, they perform Wishing and Hoping there where she's going to talk about, you know, some possible themes for the wedding in a number that I know both of us like a lot. Um, Brittany and Santana are going to get to work on their guest list. Brittany wants to invite Abuela, Santana's Abuela, but Santana thinks it's a pretty bad idea. Brittany is going to take matters into her own hands and bring uh, bring Abuela, or go to Abuela's house, I should say, and uh, she's going to kind of introduce herself as this nurse that is here to take care of her and to watch her novellas with her. And, uh, you know, she's like, I was sent, you know, that's I'm here to help you. And uh, Abuela's pretty skeptical. She's confused. I don't think uh, she expected, you know, Brittany to be showing up like this. I mean, she doesn't know who Brittany is, but uh, she still seems confused the whole time. Brittany ends up talking about, you know, relationships and all this kind of stuff, and uh, she ends up in inviting uh, Alma to come back to her house for a special edition of Fondue for Two. Queso por dos, queso por dos. What are the rest of the words? Yeah, queso por dos. <laughs> and por dos. while she has Abuela on the show, they talk about, you know, all these all these things. Basically, Brittany is trying to get at, uh, the to, to drop the hint here, or talking about, you know, uh, Eleanor Roosevelt and her best friend. They were secret lovers and basically being like, you know, so lesbians. <laughs> And it's not obviously getting across Abuela very well, um, but she gets, you know, the message out, Brittany does, saying, you know, well, what, you know, they uh, they got up and they just eloped. You know, the two of them went off in the middle of the night and, you know, got married and there was nobody there. And Abuela's like, no, that's so wrong. Like, weddings are important. Your whole family needs to be there for you. And Brittany's trying to, you know, hold in the smirk there because that's the point. That's what she's trying to get at. Santana's watching this, you know, this uh, episode of uh, Fondue for Two and she's like, like, this is so ridiculous. Why are what is going on here? She doesn't want her to be there. Uh, back at the school, Brittany's actually got a uh, recent surge in popularity from, you know, the recent fondue for two. Uh, I think it was a big hit in uh, in, in Abuela's community. And everybody was like, oh, my God, she's awesome. Univision. <laughs> yes. She's now syndicated. She's a star. Uh, she's got a whole new fan base here that is uh, excited to to meet her and to she's a celebrity so this is great um, so she's you know signing autographs Santana's going to come up to her uh, and tell her though that she's pretty upset because Britney's doing all of this just to get Abuela to come 
And uh, Brittany's mm-hmm. like, look, let me just let me just give me, give me a shot here. Let me see what happens. Like, let's see if we can, you know, make this happen. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Um, but she's trying to do, you know, a nice thing for Santana and get her abuela, who she knows means a lot to her to come to the wedding. Uh, she ends up, you know, we go to the auditorium and abuela has been invited to come watch a performance of Santana up on the stage performing Alfie. Uh, the two of them head up to the stage, and this is going to lead to a pretty, you know, awkward confrontation as Abuela starts to put the pieces together of what's happening here. Yeah, they, I mean, they pretty much come forward, and Brittany says, yeah, the, the person that I was talking to you about during all of our sessions, or sessions, or <laughs> more like patient visits, I guess, but I'll, with Brittany, they're sessions, because like I said, Emma's gig, but mm-hmm. uh, the person I was talking to you about was your granddaughter. We're getting married. We're engaged. I love her. She loves me. We want... You know, we would love for you to be at the wedding. And, you know, Santana echoes everything that Britney says. And, like, like I love you. Like, you were the one that told me to be strong and all this stuff. Like, and now I, at, at the day that every little girl dreams of, I would love for my abuela to be there. But abuela just can't do it. She still says, look, like, I, I love you, Santana, but I do not love your sin. I can't agree with all of this. It's just, it's just not me. And Britney, at that point, after trying for it, because it's been about, like, a, what, a week at this point? Maybe, maybe two weeks? Um, she's like, no. All right, you know what? Screw you. Like, if you can't, after all of this, and you have your, if you have your gorgeous granddaughter in this beautiful dress who sang this beautiful song to you, you can't even bring yourself down off your high horse to just come to this damn wedding after you're at home and alone doing what? Like, what else do you want to do? Like, come to the damn wedding. Um, then I don't want you there. I don't want you there then. It's not fair. Like, and the only thing that has, that has to be left for you to do is die. Essentially. <laughs> That's pretty much what she said to her. <laughs> Like, gay marriage is happening, and uh, even if we have to wait for all you uptight bitches to die, like, that's what's going to happen. So, sorry. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And so, um, Afuera, or Afuera, Abuela, well, <laughs> Abuela can't Afuera. Um, Abuela says, like, are you going to let her talk to me like this? And Santana's like, look, this is my family now, which, you know, I was always kind of, as a gay person myself, I've always sort of, like, had an, a small problem with the concept of family versus chosen family and how your chosen family can be your real family i always felt like no they can't they really can't be like everybody only ever gets one mom like no one's ever going to really replace your mom and no one's ever really going to replace your dad and your your siblings and all that like even if i choose people to be in my life they're never really going to be able to replace those people but the older that i get the more and more that i feel like i'm starting to come around to that line of thinking and not to suggest that Amon is having family issues. I think my family is fine, but um, you really do. I mean, as you get older, you get you get so much more say to the people that you let within your circle, and that those relationships can become very, very powerful. Yeah, it's you know, it's not it's not biological, but you know, it works. And if Brittany is that person for Santana, and Santana is that person for Brittany, then there really is no reason to let anybody, whether it's your mom, your grandma, whoever it is, to mm-hmm. come in between that. It's just it's not fair. It's just not fair. So. Yeah, we, we got through this um, far into the like show that. without having, you know, a whole lot of pushback back on some of these LGBT characters. Uh, you know, all of them have after yeah. we got past kind of like that initial stage, like season three or whatever, seemed like for the most part, things were fine in terms of like acceptance and whatnot. The reality, of course, is that plenty of people, even still in 2021, are still going to go through issues of being accepted by their family. So I'm glad that they swung back around to this to kind of wrap up this storyline as we got towards the end of season six. This might be more for Santana's podcast and I probably should save most of it for that. But um, 
it is nice that we have, you know, like on, on Britney's side of things here, uh, for it to be like, you know, Britney is there for her and Santana chooses her, right? Santana chooses her to be there. And for the, like you were talking about for like the chosen family here of like, she is the person that like Santana can return to because she makes her feel like, like, like home, like family. And she's going to be soon, you know, directly direct family, right? They're going to be married. So that's just, you know, what Abuela is going to have to live with. And uh, if she wants nothing to do with it, then fine. Santana's like, I don't want this to be the case. I don't want you to not be in my life. But if you're choosing this, you know, line of thinking, and if you don't want to approve of this, then see you later. I don't know what else. To, I don't know what else I can do here. There's nothing else, you know, whatever. So Brittany's nice and supportive uh, throughout all of this. She does end up apologizing to Santana for all of what she just said to her abuela, but Santana's like, no, you're, you were my lady knight in shining armor. I love you so much. Um, and I'm so happy with the love that I do have in my life, you know, being you, uh, they go back to the auditorium again, all their friends are there up on the stage talking about how much love there is for both of them. You know, I'm sorry that abuela's not coming, but all of us want to make sure that we are there for both of you. And they sing, you know, what the world needs now. They all go back to, uh, Will and Emma's apartment and they, you know, have a nice celebration for both of them. So it's just really nice between the two of them. We're going to wrap up the uh, season here for, for the two of them in the wedding episode because Ryan Murphy and whoever was involved at the time, I always put it on Ryan Murphy, sucks a lot. And uh, they decided that once the wedding <laughs> happened that we were going to get nothing else from them for the entire rest of the season. So I mean, it's essentially... It a wedding episode. It's a wedding episode, but it's not the finale. It's not the finale. No, I agree. I agree. That's... They, they, they. I mean, in fact, I mean, just skipping ahead here in the finale notes, Matt has written, "Our stars of the show are paid dust as Brittany and Santana sneak into the auditorium at the final second for Island." Mm-hmm. Tell me where I lied. <laughs> I mean, the level of contempt that is oozing it... off of these sentences. <laughs> Even in my note taking, <laughs> I'm pissed off. <laughs> So uh, don't worry. I don't just I don't, don't just save it for the podcast. Into the auditorium, it does kind of look like they sneaked in there because Santana's like, "Ooh, we're coming down." <laughs> it's at the last second. Like you genuinely feel like they might not even show up at all because they're not there for like the first seventy percent of the song. It's awful. It really is some bullshit. The, 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 I lived is bad. I'm telling. We don't have to get into it now, but I'm telling you, Matt. It's. It's, it's bad, not you're wrong, but it's fine. You can yes, be wrong. Yes, it is. From the from the song choice to the way that everything is shot to the way that the character time is divvied up. It's bad. The it, character it, time it being divvied is. up, yes, is wrong. But like, I, okay, whatever. We really don't have to do this right now. This is about Britney, and Britney's not even there. So uh, we'll save that. But yeah, let's talk about their finale episode between the two of them. Uh, it's the wedding. It's time for a wedding. Brittany and Santana are about to get married. Where are they getting married? In a barn. Yes. Why not? Uh, Santana's always been one to kind of like make sure Brittany is Brittany happy. Brittany was born in a barn. Right. So Brittany was born in this barn. So if she wants to get married in the barn, then uh, Santana's happy to, you know, oblige. Um, all of their close friends are going to be there. You know, any family that was willing to come is going to be there as well. Uh, Santana specifically does not want Sue there uh, when they're working through all the guest in invitations. Uh, Santana's like, I, there's no chance that she is invited to my wedding. Brittany's disappointed about that because, you know, she is like, Sue is the reason why we kind of got brought together in the first place with the Cheerios. She was there for us all those years. And Santana's like not having it. Uh, back at the wedding, or, or I should, at the wedding, I should say, they end up seeing each other in their dresses uh, before the actual wedding itself. And Brittany's going to have a bit of a panic attack about this uh, because you're not supposed to see the bride in the in the dress until you actually get out there. Santana's going to take a moment to kind of calm her down and be like, "Look, 
you need to remember that you and I are special. You and I are above all of these old, tired out, old traditions that mean nothing. Like, you and I getting married today is breaking all of these different barriers. Like, she tells the story of, you know, why it was considered bad luck to see the bride in the in the wedding uh, dress. Uh, she's like, that's not us. We are, we're past that. We are so much more than anything of these old traditions that you have in your head. Um Sue is going to show up after they're done talking about all that, and obviously Santana was not hoping to see her, but alongside Sue is Santana's abuela. Sue made her way over to Abuela's house to uh, to convince her that she should come. Um, we'll get into that again with Santana's podcast. But Brittany is very happy that Sue is here now, that Abuela is also here as well, and that Santana and Abuela do end up hugging after Abuela apologizes. So all is going well. And all is going so well that we're going to take it even another step further because Brittany Amon has another plan that she wants to enact to make this wedding as special as possible. Kurt! Blaine, you get your fucking gay asses in here and get married with us so we can have a double gay wedding. And that's the plan. Not gay enough yet. We got to get it as gay, 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 gay as possible here. Yep. Yep. Two gay couples, two men, two women, gay, 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 gay in a barn. (laughs) Old MacDonald had a farm. Gay, 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 gay. (laughs) Gay, 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 oh. Yes. We're going to get the boys and the girls. Gay, 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 and a wedding there, and another wedding there. Here a wedding, here a wedding, everywhere a wed, wed. Oh, McDonald had a farm. Gay, 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 gay. So they're going to get married. Yes, (laughs) we're going to see them uh, come together here with all four of them. You know, the boys getting married, the girls getting married. We love to see it. Uh, Brittany, you know, obviously this was her dream for for this to happen. And that's why uh, Santana is agreeing to go along with it. She's like, I'm not ever going to deny my bride what she wants. So we get to the wedding. Obviously, everybody's surprised to see Kurt and Blaine, you know, walking down the aisle as well. But they all they get they get married. Uh, Bert is there to uh, to do the officiating. Uh, Brittany's dad, Pierce Pierce, is going to get up and give a toast because he's so happy that this is happening. That the you know, uh, Brittany, you are the prettiest girl here by a long shot. He says to her, uh, <laughs> "What a mess." Um, but everybody's uh, having a great time. You know, everybody is, is enjoying the uh, the company of all of their close friends. Everybody is there except for Quinn. Oops, um, had to say it. And after the wedding, we go back to the school. All of the gays gather in the auditorium with Sue Sylvester, who is going to, you know, give a nice speech about how they all meant so much to her, and she wants to gift them an all-expense-paid honeymoon to uh, to the Bahamas for the girls, and the boys get like some like something else. But uh, the the girls are getting a trip that's going to keep them, you know, away for. A couple of weeks because they're not going to be in the episodes until the finale because fuck these producers and writers or whoever made that decision. But the wedding happens. And I mean, like, just the thoughts here, Aman, on uh, we went through all of these seasons to get these two together. um, And we are going to conclude it in a very happy wedding where they go right off into the sunset together. Yeah, I mean, I guess this was supposed to be their their, you know, finale, right? Like, we don't really get a lot of them in the, the real finale, which is still a mistake, but the, this was supposed to be it for them. And then, you know, they've been through a lot. They've been through um, a, a lot together. I mean, more, more so Santana than Brittany. I feel like Brittany's always kind of been the one that was sort of more at peace with all the things that were going on with her and Santana and, you know, the ups and downs with it all. And she's always been the one that was been has been willing to talk. I don't think that this relationship works for Santana if it's not with Brittany. Um... And yeah, I mean, she's just, uh, I, 
I, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, granted, this is a TV show and people are sort of like written idealistically a lot of the time. But even so, I just can't imagine this relationship going south because Brittany is always going to be one that is open for communication and she's going to, always going to pressure Santana into being honest, into letting her know what's going on. But she also is like someone that will shower Santana in love and also like be real with her when she needs her to be. So it's, yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's probably, it's just, it's a great relationship and I'm, I'm happy that they ended up together and I'm happy that the uh, cult of lesbians across the States were, uh, were pleased as well. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad for you guys. I mean, all of us, <laughs> all of us were happy, uh, I think, to see, you know, the happy ending for these two characters that we have just been, you know, growing to love so much. The stars of the show, uh, at least in my book, by the end of things here, like, I, sure, I care a little bit about some of the other people, but nowhere near as much as I want, you know, happiness for Brittany and Santana. Um, you know, over, we watched six seasons of the two of them coming together and, you know, Brittany, uh, at first, at the very least, you know, Santana was kind of making her a little bit of a, you know, like Brittany was so like nice and sweet and gullible and all this kind of stuff, but then you would have Santana's influence come in and make her a little bit of a more, you know, uh, edgy kind of like just, you know, saying things like very bluntly and all this kind of stuff. Like you saw the influence from Santana, in the early part of the show, but once Brittany was able to kind of like become her own person, become her own character with uh, that break with the two of them in season four, once you get back at it in seasons five and six for this couple to be together again uh, for good, you see, you know, that both of them have grown to the point of like being, you know, uh, being who they are, we we know who they are at this point, and now we're going to get more of the, you know, Brittany being a positive influence on Santana in these final seasons, and it's just, I don't know, it's just overall, could not stand harder, could not stand more if I ever tried to. Um, so, love to see them have this happy ending here, and uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's the story of Brittany S. Pierce, the star of the hit show Fondue for Two, sometimes Queso Pordos, um, had a lot of great guests along the way uh, on that show. She is going to go marry She's married to, you know, the love of her life and they're going to go live a happy life together, probably in New York. Who knows for sure? But, you know, that's it. That's uh, all's well that ends well. All's well that ends well with Brittany S. Pierce. You want you want the bitch. Uh, you want the fondue for two guest list guest list that I uh, have jotted down of everybody who was ever on fondue for two. Sure. So we have Mercedes, who was apparently on twice, was Mercedes on with Rachel once. Is that what it was? She yes. was on with Rachel and she was on with Tina. Yeah. So I knew that she was on with Tina, but I was trying to remember the second time. So yeah, she was, she's the only uh, re- repeat guest, I want to say, unless you count Lord Tubbington, uh, who of course had his own episode once when Santana ditched, uh, ditched Brittany. So he had his own episode, but he's also, you know, a recurring star on the, on the show. Uh, Marley has been on, Kitty has been on, Will and Sue, Santana, Rachel and Abuela. So a pretty, uh, pretty good guest list there. I mean, Abuela, whatever, but Everybody else, you know, so good ratings, good episodes. No, oh, I was going to say, she's had no male guests other than Mr. Shu. Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good thing. She shouldn't be having, I mean, eh, never mind. But I mean, Will shouldn't bedroom. have been in her bedroom. <laughs> Will and Sue should not have been in her bedroom, but that's fine. Whatever. Welcome to Glee. Uh, Artie has also I'm been in Rory the never made it on there, because since, since Rory like actually lives in the... Uh, I know. In the house. That would have been the perfect introduction to his character. You know, just open the episode up with fondue for two and we see Rory to be like, hey, (laughs) I'm Rory. (laughs) Would have been a bunch of cheap jokes about not understanding him and all that stuff. But 
But yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, so that's that's the story for Britney. And of course, we still have a lot more to go with uh, some songs for Britney. So uh, let's get on into that part of the podcast here. And uh, like I did last time, I think I want to open this section up again with more Britney quotes. There was a part two to that video that I played in the first time. I haven't watched this one yet, so I don't know what One Direction song we're about to hear. But uh, let's get into that one. Let's hear some more Britney one, uh, you know, one-liners before we get into the top 10 songs. So without further ado, uh, let's listen in on that. Brittany. Mr. Shu, is he your son? Hey, Kurt. That song was hot. Oh, mercy. So you're pretty much the only guy in this school that I haven't made out with because I thought you were a capital G gay. But now that you're not, having a perfect record would mean a lot to me. Can I have a blue toothbrush? I'll give you a hundred toothbrushes. Are you a cat? Here, it's funny. You know, Santana are like Almond Joy and you're like a Jolly Rancher that fell in the ashtray. I would like to hire you to be Santana's and my wedding man. For free. Or my armpits. Kissing my armpits is a really big turn on for me. What's your name? Brittany. You've gotten really tan. I mean, it's no secret that a woman loves a man in power, and don't take this personally, but before I graduate, I would like to have a relationship that lasts longer than a couple weeks. Why would I take that personally? You and I dated. We did? Did you see what Rachel was wearing today? No, oh, I know. She looked like Pippi Longstocking, but like, Israeli. Those sweaters make her look homeschooled. <laughs> I'm Mike Chang. Those aren't your names. You know why I know that? Here's like a... Mr. Shu, why are all of our trophies in the middle of the room? I was sure that our Nationals trophy would grow during the summer. Fowls and a dash of Ipecac. I haven't had a solid meal since 1987. Sometimes I add a teaspoon of sand. Excuse me? But I'd like to make an announcement. First, I'd like to know if anyone can prove that Blaine was actually born in this country. You have the worst teeth I've ever seen. You have cavities in every single tooth. It's got to be some sort of record. Please don't pull all my teeth. And I smile, look like an adult baby, but with boobs. And I hate to say it, misogynistic. I have no idea what that means. When I pulled my hamstring, I went to a misogynist. Look, I'm pretty sure you have to do what we say. And this food was not satisfactory. There was a mouse in my... Oh, Santana. Really busy with cheerleading practice, and it's hard making out of her Skype. Can't really scissor a webcam. Mr. Shu taught me the second half of the alphabet. I stopped after Eminem. But they were too similar and got frustrated. Use protection. Does he mean like a burglar alarm? No, who can officiate? Oh, Bert. Who's Bert Hummel? I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. Never I pray I fall asleep. I didn't buy it. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was a transformer. Last week we were too sexy. This week we're too religious. We can't win. Now I know what Miley feels like. What is your favorite color? Filipino. They're very hard workers, and family is very important to them. I've been squeezing your leg for like the last hour and a half. You're not attracted to me. You're really hot. You're sweet. And your breath smells really good. I've been in here before. We dated for like three months. Uh, I think I would have remembered if I dated the guy with glasses. Okay. And remember, even the smallest envelope is heavy for an elf. Anything else? Sometimes I forget my middle name. All right, there's the best of Britney part two with the uh, the same user there, a Gronky, a Gronsky on uh, on YouTube. Uh, some good highlights in there. Are you a cat? <laughs> Not her seeing her favorite color is Filipino. Not that. <laughs> 
when I sometimes I pray and then I fall asleep. <laughs> or when, when I pray, I Relatable. fall asleep. I've uh, definitely done that before and felt extra guilty as a kid. I thought God was going to strike me down right then and there. <laughs> we love Britney. Uh, we could go on for probably, I don't know, part four, five, and six of the best of Britney lines. And it's hard to, you know, not want to include them here in a podcast about uh, all about Britney because uh, just, you know, like I could literally could include a million videos of, you know, the best moments of Britney. I'm sure those two videos touched on the beginning of them all, but there's still plenty more in there. But, you know, just rewatch Glee. Uh, that, that's my assignment for all of you. Just go back and watch all 121 episodes, re-listen to the whole podcast, mm-hmm. and that's how you can get the best of Britney S. Pierce. So mm-hmm. why not? I agree. Why not? All right, let's get into this top 10 countdown. We already went through songs number 17 through 11. So we did the bottom half-ish of these songs. And now we're going to close things out with Britney's top 10. Uh, are you ready to get on into it? I know that you uh, had a, a couple qualms with the early parts, but I mean, a lot of season four in that early part. And uh, still some more season four today, but obviously we haven't gotten to like any, uh, many, I should say, Britney, Britney songs yet or uh, any other Britney Spears songs besides Give Me More. So. Should be fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited. All right. Number 10 on the countdown here. It's going to uh, annoy Amon, but we're going to play it anyway and celebrate this song here at number 10. In the middle of the night, I'm in bed alone. Don't care if your glass paper styrofoam. When I need some water, baby, coffee or gin. You're the only thing I want to put them in. My cup, my cup, saying what's up to my cup, my cup. More of a friend than a silly pup, my cup. You know what it is, saying what's up to my cup. Saying what's up to my cup. Saying what's up to my cup. Okay. So... (laughs) My cup came in at number three in the audience rankings. So uh, landing at number 10, look, I know we all love my cup, but I think I'm fine with this kicking off the bottom of the, the top 10 here, uh, here towards the bottom. Look, there's so many great Britney performances. My cup is ironically very funny, but let's let's be let's be fine with this. Number three, y'all. I mean, come on now. Like even I wouldn't try to put freaking Trouty Moth at number three. Let's not let's not ruin a good thing. <laughs> It's just too beloved. I'm fine with it being number 10. It's fine. All right. Well, we know everybody loves it there. So my cup comes in to kick off today's countdown uh, at number 10. But obviously a whole lot of love for it. And it's, uh, you know, should have had a whole my cup album. But sadly, that's not the case. So that was number 10. Let's keep on moving up the list to song number nine. We are bouncing back to season four, a very familiar territory in this podcast sphere. You know you make me wanna kick my heels up and throw my hands up and throw my head back and come on now, don't forget to say you will. Don't forget to say yeah, 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 yeah. Say that you love me, say that you need me, say that you want me. I still remember when you used to be nine years old. I was a fool for you from the bottom. I want you to know. I want to know. I said I want you to know right now. I want to know. You've been good to me, baby. Good to me, baby. I said I want you to know. 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 I want you to
Hey. A little bit louder now. 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 Hey. <laughs> not me pausing on Britney's ass. Hey. <laughs> I mean, not a, not a bad pause screen. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I love this. I they really hyped up this number, didn't they? They were like, "This is going to be the 500th number of Glee," and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what are they going to do? Is it going to be like a whole like cast wide number?" And then I was a little underwhelmed when it was just like the McKinley kids, but I did like the fact that it was, uh, you know, Bl- Blaine and Brittany. I'm glad that Brittany got a chance to like be a part of like a landmark number. So that was fun. Yeah, this is super fun here. Uh, Season four, episode 15, Blaine and Brittany running through the halls with the new direction, singing Shout. Uh, It's definitely one of um, one of the ones that I like. I'll I'll come back to this from time to time and just play it because it's just a a lot of fun. So I enjoyed a lot. Glad it made its way to the top 10, ending up here at number nine. And uh, and that's that Blaine and Brittany getting to sing together. Who would have thought? Number eight. Let's keep on moving to number eight, which is going to bring us back to season three. Who run the world, Brittany? Yes, 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 yes. And I'm a big ass fan of Beyonce, um, so I'm glad that this song made it to to Glee. And she does a great job. I mean, Heather Morris, as we know, has worked very closely with Beyonce for she a has? number of years. No way. It's, no way. <laughs> so if there's any stop, I was actually kind of convincing, Matt. I'm proud of you. I wow. actually thought that you were serious for a second. Wow, um, that's not good. I uh yeah I, I'm I'm glad that this made it in there and if there's anybody that would be able to master some of this choreo it'd be Heather so this was great it was great I it was it. A, a fantastic time here season three episode three uh we've got all of the girls in the school uh but also in the new directions Quinn gets up there Santana Tina like they're all up there with uh with Brittany with uh, who run the world so I don't know it's just it was a fun song when that came out and I think it still holds up definitely uh, really well and uh, the fact that we got to do it on Glee and Heather Morris got to show off you know her Beyonce best um it was uh, it was a good time it was a definitely worthwhile performance and it uh, makes it to number eight I feel like I would have put it higher even looking at this list but I don't know I think everything in this top I would say from the top eight up everything is just so good it's hard to argue with the exact placement of all these things but uh, we'll see if we want to do that along the way so there was uh, Run the World at number eight and uh, here is number seven Hey over there Please forgive me If I'm coming on too strong 
somehow If I said I want your body now Would you hold it against me? Cause you feel like paradise And I need a vacation tonight So if I said I want your body now Would you hold it against me? If I said I want your body would you hold it against me? I love this one so much as well. This is we're going to meet Kitty here at the very end. Uh, Sue's not going to like it very much. I think she, uh, I don't know if she gives them a sloppy babies on this or what, but she doesn't think it's a very good performance. And that kind of is what leads to her saying that Britney is off her game. But Britney's not off her game. Hold it against me is incredible. So, so good. And the audience had it even lower now that I'm looking at it. What is wrong with you guys? Hold it against me, I think, is really good. No, so. she kills this number. She uh, kills it. You and I gave like, it top marks. In terms marks. of, like, the vocals and the... And the choreography, like, she effing kills this shit. It's so good. We gave it top marks, and we can only get it up to number seven. (laughs) I mean, I'm fine with it being number seven, because I'm sure that there are better ones, but she sounds amazing. She sounds incredible. It's just, it's like a top tier for me, top tier Britney performance, which is like all of these are, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's so good. Um, not, no, nothing else really to say on my end of things besides it is so, so good. But obviously all of the Britney and Santana duets are going to make their way as high as possible because Santana Lopez. So um, hard to argue with all that. So uh, let's get into the first of, uh, of a handful of Santana and Britney duets as we get into song number six here. There's the season five performance of Valerie with Britney and Santana as Britney, uh, sorry, Santana's working real hard to get Britney back on her feet and back in the dance, back in the singing songs and, you know, get her groove back. Yeah, I don't know if I would have had this as high because the other Valerie is just like the iconic one. But I mean, I guess in terms of like a Britney performance, I can understand, but yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's definitely a fun number. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, and like, like I was saying, I mean, you add Santana into the mix, a Britney and Santana song is always going to do better numbers than uh, just Britney songs. But yeah, no, I think I probably would have put this below both Hold It Against Me and Run the World, but that's not by any means saying I don't like it. Of course, this is incredible. Uh, both of these two redoing Valerie and, you know, giving it the season five flair and getting Britney more involved in on it. So it's uh, it's still a whole lot of fun. Lands here at number six. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I'm not mad either. So... That's uh, that's song number six, and now we enter the top five for Britney. Top five. We are all out of season four songs. There's no no more of those. Um, but we move ahead to a song from season two here in the five spot, number five. 
feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, Grab my bro. glasses, I'm out the door. I'm gonna hit the city Let's before go. I leave. Brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Cause when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm talking pedicure on our toes, toes. Run on all our clothes, clothes. Boys blowing up our phones, phones. Drop top and play. Right, uh, Aman, you uh, you watched a behind the scenes video for this one this week to, uh, for TikTok. I did, I did, and I figured out how they were uh, throwing up, and they have like these little wires that are hooked up to their um, to their mouths, and they can like press this release button, and it releases all of the vomit. I just wonder what the vomit was made of, uh, but it was a lot of fun to watch them film this behind the scenes it was great <laughs> yeah it was basically like you know they would obviously like stop down filming at like they would do the performance and whatnot but then they would pause and they would get like very specific camera angles where you know this Shots whole machine is, yeah. and tube were like hooked up to them like taped to the side of their face and like you know going all the way down Brittany's arm and Santana was the one that's going to throw up like out of her hands so she had the wire going like up her arm into her hand and you know she like vomits everywhere like that so it was a lot of fun with that behind the scenes video I'm glad you sent it to me and uh TikTok lands here at number five is Brittany gets to do Brittany gets to do everything. Like, how did she get such a great job? Like, this is incredible. Like, she gets to do Kesha, she gets to do Beyonce, she gets to do Britney, she gets to do everybody. Yeah, she does. She gets to do all like the pop icons. It's really great. It's great. And she does a great job with all of it. So TikTok at number five. You know, back in my day, TikTok was just a song. You know. I know. I know. I know. These these youngers don't know nothing about it. They don't. These kids want to know what they're doing out here. All right. Well, that is uh, number five was TikTok. Let's move up to the top four. Top four at number four. Here we go. Upon the hour and the sun begins to fade. Still enough time to figure out how to chase my blues away. I've done all right up till now. It's the light of day that shows me how and when the night falls, my lonely heart calls. Oh, I wanna dance with somebody. I wanna feel the heat with somebody. Yeah, I wanna dance with somebody. With somebody who 
All right, there's Santana damn. and Brittany. I want to dance with somebody. Those damn pirouettes, man. God damn. Ah, they're just so good. Ah. Don't you want to dance? Say you want to dance. Don't you want to dance? Oh my God, she is pulling everybody out dance. of their chairs in that choir room. She almost got Quinn like pulled out of the wheelchair. Oh my God, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah, this is. I can. I totally agree with this being in the top because I mean, from the dancing alone, like it's just it's perfect. She she sounds and she looks so good. It's so 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 good. Um, yeah, I uh, I I, I want to say I'm not surprised. I'm surprised it's not higher, but uh, no, these are again all so good. Um, so Brittany kills it there with uh, I want to dance with somebody. Santana by her side as well, and uh, she's just trying to get somebody to dance with her. And everybody gets up and they want to because who doesn't want to dance with Brittany? So look at that. You love to see it. Uh, that was number four. Uh, number three. Let's get there. I'm. Uh, I'm having too much fun. I don't want it to end. Okay, here's number three. I'm a little girl. What did you ever think it'd be okay for me to step into this world? Always saying, little girl, don't step into the club. Well, I'm just trying to find out why. Cause dance is what I love. Now watch me. Dancing when I see this guy What's practical and logical What the hell, who cares All I know is I'm so happy When you dance in there Baby, don't you wanna Dance upon me All right, Slay For You comes in at number three. Nobody gets as many, like, you know, like, not just, like, all these songs that she gets, like, the, the production value into every performance that she does. They go all out. Like I said in, in part one, like, if they're going to do a Britney number, they're going to do a Britney number, and that goes for a Britney Spears or a Britney S. Pierce number. They give it all they got with these, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Like, this is, like, when everybody, I remember this when this came out, and this is before I was even, even watching Glee like that, and I remember when it came out, and it's all online. Everybody's like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Glee is the best show ever. <laughs> they really gave all the Britney fans something that day. But they yeah, did. This is, this is a fantastic episode. Yeah. So that's the uh, the first performance in uh, in Britney slash Britney. The, uh, the first time that we get to meet Britney S. Pierce for who she really is. And uh, that is, you know, somebody who's always lived in the shadows of Britney Spears, but it's okay because she's doing her best to, uh, to, you know, to make it happen out there. So that is Slay For You at number three. And we've got two songs left to go. And I don't know if it's obvious at this point of which is going to fall where, but who cares? So let's just keep playing them. Uh, we got two songs left. Both of them duets with Santana. The one that comes in at number two is here from season six. I'm poor, but I'm kind. I'm short, but I'm healthy, yeah. I'm high, but I'm grounded. I'm sane, but I'm overwhelmed. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful, baby. What it all comes down to, what it all comes down to, is that everything's gonna be fine, fine, fine. Cause I got one. 
Hand in my pocket, I feel the earth move from season six. If you got a season song, uh, what a season six song in your top two, you know it's got to be good. So one thing that I just noticed is, I love it when I notice new things for the first time watching these. Um, I think Santana was like trying to propose in the middle of a song, and Britney just didn't catch on. She goes and she grabs a chair. She goes and she grabs a chair from off the risers, brings it up to Britney, and then gets down on one knee in front of the chair. But then Britney just gets down on one knee with her and is like, okay, we're on the floor now. <laughs> and Santana's like, all right, well. <laughs> and I'd never noticed that before. And then they just both end up playing with the chair until the end of the number. Okay. <laughs> Didn't notice that. But, I, mean, uh, I could be overanalyzing it, but like she literally grabs the chair, pushes it up to Britney, and then gets down on one knee in front of it. Look, she's like, dying to get this ring out of her pocket. She's got one hand in her pocket and one ring in the other, and she's, like, trying to propose to the love of her life. She's anxious. She's ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This That's is so funny. fun. This is incredible. This is so good. It's, uh, you know, season six, episode three. We got uh, a great mashup here in, you know, it's 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 great. I don't know. What else? What else is there to say? It's incredible. It's great. They sound, Ooh, they sound great together. This is going to be stuck in my head for the Thank next uh, three weeks. I think it's going to be in your yours as well. So good stuff. It's, it's always in my head. <laughs> but yeah, so there's uh, Britney's number two song, and let's talk about her, her number one song as well. Let's play that, and let's uh, let's wrap it up here. Uh, Britney S. Pierce, number one song. All my people in the crowd, grab a partner, take it down. It's me against the music. It's just me and me. Yeah, come on. Me Against the Music comes in at Britney's number one song. And we cannot be any kind of surprised that this makes it to the top of both the audience side of things, the overall side of things. It is top tier. It is Britannia. It is Britannia's debut, honestly. It's like the first song where, I mean, this we already had uh, A Slave for You came in first in this episode, I want to say. But uh, when we get this song, the two of them together, it's like, okay, Heather and Naya are here and they are about to be part of like the main group of everybody else that gets to perform great songs. So here we go. Ma'am, Britney Spears really is a legend, yo. She really is. Um, and so is Madonna. Queen and Princess of Pop. Love it. Um, yeah, this is great. I, I love this. And I love the fact that it ended with a cameo from Britney herself. Um, and they kind of like, 
don't really do they kind of stopped doing this kind of thing in like later seasons right like doing full recreations of music videos i mean we still get them from time to time but this was like a full scale one like they actually like left mckinley and were in some other you know fantasy land and i feel like during like dream sequence fantasies um in later seasons they usually are a little bit more realistic to wherever they actually are which is fine you know what i mean like i'm not knocking it but i do kind of miss the escapism of the earlier seasons um towards the end and this is this is great yeah, they definitely had a lot more time and, I don't know, maybe budget even to uh, to, to do these kind of elaborate uh, things here in the early show or the early season, season two and three. So I'm glad that they got all this in while they could. Uh, I wish that they agree. I, I agree. I wish they were able to make more of that happen in the later seasons. But I don't know. I guess at that point it was like, all right, we have a show or we don't have a show. So, uh, yeah, Me Against the Music comes in at number two on Britney's countdown. And let me uh, bounce over to the overall countdown to check in to see where things sit with Britney S. Pierce on the countdown. We have, let's see, three Britney songs that make it to the top 25. I feel like the more that we, like, the closer we get to the end of here, I have to, like, fade out a little bit out of the top 10 of it all because it's t- tough competition. But uh, in the top 25 right now, we've got three of these Britney songs. At number 23 is where Slave For You ended up. So pretty high up there. Uh, one, I want to dance with somebody not too far off. It's down at uh, number 36. Um, we have at number 13 overall is Hand In My Pocket, I Feel The Earth Move. So that made its way to number 13 so far. Mm. And... In the top 10, yes, in the top 10, at number six, we have Me Against the Music with Britney and Santana, which pushes out The Boy Is Mine out of the top 10. Wow. Well, okay. So there's that. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, I I feel like I've never seen that happen. That makes sense. New top 10 as of now. It's all seasons one, two, and three. Nothing else has a chance here. Uh, We have number 10, How Will I Know? Number nine, Survivor, I Will Survive. Number eight, Landslide. Number seven, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Number six, Me Against the Music. Number five, Don't Stop Believing. Number four, Thriller Heads Will Roll. Number three, Bohemian Rhapsody. Number two, Rumor Has It Someone Like You. And number one, River Deep Mountain High. How much will this change in the coming podcasts? We still have six more characters to go. No, we have five more characters to go. I think we have kurt we have uh rachel and santana and blaine and sue still remaining to go so still i don't know about sue but still a couple of contenders with the music uh to get more songs into this top 10 but that's it for britney that is it for britney baby she's a fucking rock star i'm sad to be saying goodbye so early but um or so quickly rather not really so early but (laughs) um yeah britney's great and um definitely a, a big staple of the glee i had like so many pictures of her during college um because i used to cut up all of my glee calendars and then use them as posters around my room and she always had like more pictures than everybody else i don't know what i don't know what that was about but she's a star. i wasn't complaining <laughs> she is a star so but yeah that's all that we have for uh for britney plenty more to come when we talk about santana but and you know plenty more to come forever because we're never going to stop talking about britney s pierce but as far as studying the character and the songs and all of the analysis here that's all that we have so um i will turn it over to you to close us out here and uh thank you guys for listening we will catch you in the next one 
Thank you guys for checking out another episode of the Choir Room. You can follow us on Twitter and on TikTok at Choir Room Pod. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Amon Adlin. Max at Matt Lagori. Make sure that you are leaving us star ratings and reviews wherever you get the podcast. We'll read them aloud on the show. That is it. Until next time, we will glee you later.